Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from, where am I from? Speaking to Empower. And I'm here to bring you an episode from Marketing Motivation. And with that said, I'm hoping to give you a little bit of a motivation, a little lift, maybe some insight with a couple of the quotes and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. There's no reason to be scared. Just hold on tight. Okay. There is no greater treasure than a good friend. And I tend to agree, agree with that wholeheartedly. A friend, the late, great Earl Nightingale, he said a great attitude does much more than turn on the lights. And quite frankly, I didn't realize a good attitude or a great attitude did turn the lights on. (laughs) But with that said, it connects us to all sorts of serendipitous opportunities. And I think I'm with him there. You know, a great attitude gets you more than what you bargained for. It's the intangibles, so to speak. Uh, And we are like an ocean, all of us. You know, when the waters are raging, it's crazy stormy, and it's just one white cap after the next, Look deep within ourselves, like the bottom of the ocean. That is where you will always find calmness and tranquility, no matter what's happening at the surface. You must get to that place. And dare I say, you need to get to that place Every day, you have to find that, that, that peacefulness, that calm, that joy that, that exists in us all, regardless of uh, what, what's happening uh, to us and the consequences of our decisions. But the point is is there's going to be circumstances, no matter what, that are going to knock us down continuously. In spite of that, we need to find the inner calm, the inner peace that exists within all of us, deep within our heart, our heart as in our spirit. As I said before, uh, quoting Bob Proctor, we're all spiritual beings just living in a physical body for the time being. Uh, And the time being is, I can concur with, we're going to die and leave our bodies. But at the end of the world... 
uh, Christ will come again, where we will rejoin our perfect bodies. You know, maybe you were 50 pounds overweight and you never, you never lost weight. You always wanted to. Well, you're going to be at least 50 pounds less. It's, it's uh, wonderful to anticipate. It really is. And Darren Hardy today, in his Darren Daily email video, titled, Winners Never Quit. That's BS. And then Darren says, you've been told a lot of things that aren't true. This is just one of them. So this is interesting where he's going. He said, listen, winners quit all the time. Winners learn how to quit doing the wrong things at the right time. And that's a, a great point, you know. A lot of winners go on, they quit to move on to bigger and better. And a lot of successful entrepreneurs will tell you that. Even unsuccessful entrepreneurs will tell you that. Uh, but it's, it's true. So don't be fooled by wishful thinking, you know. And quite frankly, you're saying, well, why do people stay in a struggling business that's just spiraling downward? Why don't they just get out, do something else? And there's a lot of variables at play there, you know. Um, you know they don't want to disappoint the, the staff and having to fire them or lay them off. Uh, the fact that they think they can get it going just, you know, a couple more weeks is all they need. And what it boils down to is it's harder to quit than struggle along as they are doing. A lot of these business owners, you know, and some of these business owners have thousands of employees. You know, it's not just limited to, uh, you know, the pizza shop down the road. And then there's some other non-essential lines that Darren shares with us, like better safe than sorry. No. I'd rather be sorry than safe, is what he's saying. Because taking a risk, a calculated risk, will provide much more reward. The customer is always right. I never really believed that one anyway. <laughs> Unless, of course, I'm the customer. Uh, and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Sure. I don't think you can teach a new dog's new tricks sometimes. The way that I have it going with my uh, mini Aussie. And today's RLC. Make Friends Part 2. And Chris Stefanik said... You know, intimacy and friendships, people get a little leery about the two. But they coexist 
as they should. That's what makes a true friendship, is the intimacy. Whether it's the same sex, opposite sex, whatever. Um, you know, intimate relationships are huge. One prayer that I say every morning is, God, grant me the grace to know you more intimately, love you more deeply, and serve you more fervently. To know you more intimately. You know, that's, that's part of the equation. And Chris is saying that it would be a great exercise on a regular basis, whether it be monthly, ideally weekly, um, in some cases daily, you know, meet with friends and have three targeted questions. The first is, what's going on in your life? Lay it on us. What is happening? Tell us all the woes, and the, and the good, too. And how are you growing? In what ways are you growing? Specifically emotionally, but career-wise is also nice to hear. Uh, even, you know, physically growing. You know, have you gained a couple shoe sizes? <laughs> You know, who knows? And the third question is, how can I pray for you? And I love that question. And I'll indulge in that question anytime anyone asks me. Without question. But point is, it's just three simple questions. And you know what I mean? If you have a you know, a group of six people, even if it's couples, you know, you can go right around the horn with what's going on in everybody's life. You know, how is everybody growing? And how can we pray for you? It's a great, it's a great exercise. And it solidifies not only the relationships, but your, um, I guess your emotional well-being and strength is, is really um, at play and it becomes solidified. The insight of the day today, a champion is not defined by their wins. No, no. But how they recover when they fall. You know, that makes a true champion. You know, not so much their record, but how they recover when they fall. And the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. Simple as that. You know, one thought over the other. And sometimes we can't do that. 
Sometimes I can't do that. I get so enraged by uh, the, the current moment that I don't want to take a step back and choose one thought over the other. The same can be if someone's wronged you badly and you may respond well to it on the outside, but on the inside it's really eating you up. And whenever you think of that person, you become enraged and bitter and resentful. And you think of things that you can do to make their lives miserable. It's true, you know, there's some people out there like that, you know, and again, it's not a rarity, it's, it's actually pretty common. I've struggled with it in the past. But you need to move away from that thought, is my point. You know, I was walking the dog, and I walked by someone who reminded me of someone that I despised. And instead of shifting gears and moving on to a different thought, I kind of, you know, um, stayed in that, that bitter moment, you know, and, and got all worked up. Kind of like, um, in some cases, a sexual thought. You know, the sooner you dismiss it, the better. The more you hang on to it and imagine and give scenarios and this, that, and the other thing, it can become problematic. And I think that's why uh, there's a problem in our country with uh, pornography. You know, um, it's, and it's just so easily accessible now. You know, I had to go in the woods and dig a hole to find out where they were magazines were buried and it was you know it was a you know messy event now it's right there you know so that doesn't help matters and I had to go to court today yes I did not for myself but for my son who as a minor was issued a warning uh, speeding ticket. And a couple weeks or a few months later, he passed a state trooper that was in the breakdown lane and he didn't give way uh, to go in the high speed lane. So he passed the state trooper uh, on, you know, without moving over because there was traffic, according to my son. Well, that automatically uh, launches a court appearance. So we had to go to court in December, and the judge was very nice and said, okay, well, based on his, you know, clean but very um, infantile driving record, he 
was to perform community service. And he did just that. They required 15 hours. I made sure he did 20. And they said he doesn't have to come back on the 8th of March. He can uh, go to school and you can come back. <laughs> I said, oh, great. So I came back and I you know, showed the letter. Nobody took a copy or anything, which was surprising. And then the guy on the way out was like, did you, you know, do you, did you have court costs? And I said, no. He's like, all right, you're all set. Well, what if I did? You know, he would have given me that form, obviously, but, you know, I'm pretty clear that the, the judge did not um, administer any court costs. But, man, it's just like a factory in there, you know, one after the other after the other. Uh, what I find there... Um, judge is very, very nice, uh, very accommodating, it seems, the two times I was there. And the, the people being standing before the judge uh, seemed very pleasant, very nice. So it was, you know, a, a good experience nonetheless. And um, hopefully my son has learned his lesson. We can only pray. But he's not in school today. And the reason he's not in school is because he's having surgery. Um, a few months back, he was playing basketball, and I don't want to say he ruptured his knee, but he hurt it pretty bad. And they went to the doctor, and he's like, yeah, maybe a 50-50 shot that it's torn. we got to get an MRI. So we'll order that, and we'll get things rolling. So, during the time that it took to order the MRI to schedule it, my son's knee was feeling much better. So, in that case, what, what should any normal teenager do? Go play basketball again. And this time, did the same thing, but a little worse. And he went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, this is 98% torn. So that's what we're faced with right now. Uh, a torn ACL and perhaps a ruptured meniscus. So he's getting surgery right now. So hopefully he's doing well. He went in at 1230. It's a two hour surgery. So he's about an hour in. So keep him in your prayers in more ways than one. And until next time, which I believe is going to be tomorrow, Lord willing, I will talk to you then. Be well and stay well.